0: I don't know if you know the answer to this, uh, Jason, but uh, do you know when the next college football game with the Nittany Lions is to take place? Because it begs the question, what kind of scenes we're gonna see? You're obviously not a big football fan. The show is back, we're feeling back, and we're back in our own confines separated by an iPad. It really makes you really appreciate what we had in the last episode.
1: I liked what was six feet in front of my face physically last week. I liked it a lot, All right? I just want (laughs) to be honest with you. Sounds
0: absolutely terrible what you just said. (laughs) Um. Well, the most
1: important (laughs) thing, you talk about, you know, we're back, all that stuff. The NBA is back, Matt.
0: The NBA is back. Did you? Did the you NBA's... consume some NBA, dog? I watched uh, a little bit of the NBA. There, it is. Uh, look, I will say this: it looks cosmetically. It is an amazing thing that they've done. Like that's essentially what—just some old cruddy little ballroom. <laughs> uh, Have you ever been <laughs> on that so, campus? No, actually, there are a lot of courts there, and yes, the, the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Yeah, is. Expansive, it's enormous. It's uh, it's 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 huge. It's kind of like analogous to the ESPN campus in Bristol. It's bigger, it's wider. I I go there every December to do the Under Armour All America game or the the practices, and that's where they. As he's have wearing an a... Under Armour
1: shirt, I see what you're doing here, Doug. You cross
0: promotion. Well, it like. is, is true. This is where I got it. They give me some <laughs> swag, and if they didn't give me if they didn't give me swag, I wouldn't go back. Uh, I'm not gonna go back. We have to go back. But
1: it is big. Oh. I think I recorded some nicks there. I think Creighton played in a tournament right around Thanksgiving. This would have been two thousand nine. All I remember about the being there was that was when the Tiger Woods stuff broke. That was Thanksgiving oh, two thousand nine, yeah. where Elon chased him with a nine iron, and everybody's like, "Yikes, bro! Yikes!" <laughs> but you know, you're but you're right that the look of it. I even thought the, you know pumping in different crowd noise, and even like the the, the the digital fans that are around. Like, I've been impressed with the whole uh, presentation of it all so far.
0: Yeah, you, you always have to be a little bit careful of making sure that the, uh, the the crowd noise for a LeBron James bucket with 15 seconds to go isn't the same for a free throw in the opening minute. <laughs> it, you have to have different decibels yes. available for, okay, is this a big shot? Is it not? Like, there would be some crowd roar, and I'd look up and go, all right, 17-12 here in the first. All right.
1: <laughs> I, I, want, I want the story. I don't know who's going to do this story. I don't know who's in the bubble that is capable of doing this story. And maybe I missed it. What's that setup look like? Who's in charge of, you know, basically, who is the sugar Shane playing the drops, watching the game? on crowd noise boos murmurs roars of the crowd like i i want to know what that whole
0: setup's looking like it's just as important as anything else who, yeah who's uh doing that that kind of stuff who who's doing the uh, all, all the sound effects could you imagine just frantically if it's one person in charge of that <laughs> It's Minority Report, is it not? <laughs> it, it totally is. You know what I would I would a politic for you and I go
1: to we go to the bubble, we quarantine, then we get in and we get one game where we just play nick drops for things that happen throughout the game. You know, so like a bad a, a, a turnover, we can hit him with a McKinney. Uh, I'm not can't be a bad yeah I can't be a bad
0: just echoes through right. through the arena. All right, give me. A, all right, here's a James Harden dribbles it. He's at half court and takes the shot. Clanks off the iron. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> And uh, here get ready
1: get ready for that's exactly right Jay Billis right And here is LeBron James down the baseline
0: with the thunderous dunk.
1: That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, yeah that's nothing gives you the <laughs> emphasis of a LeBron James dunk than Jay Billis putting a little dismount on a statement on a radio. That's show. that's exactly right. <laughs> I think I'd be kind of Stupid.
1: pumped Doug. You can cue up Tom Brady on any sort of turnover. Just hear JaVale McGee is going to dribble it out. Oh, he dribble it off his knee. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> or the fans, the virtual fans are getting on him. You just go, leave Tom Brady alone. <laughs> Wait a second. Tom Brady's not playing basketball. That Anytime, it, you, you
1: can just be totally inappropriate. Anytime... Anybody goes down with an injury and they stop the game. You cue up Pam Oliver.
0: Oh, that's a great one. You seem very hurt right now. You're gonna, you're gonna be all right. <laughs> Man, <geez. laughs> just, it's just a mockery. It's the whole a, thing. Mocking you know, they, Everything, the, the it, pageantry of the social justice, taking a knee, everything that goes around uh, along with basketball nowadays, and then you're just gonna make a mockery.
2: You of seem them. very hurt right now. You're gonna, you're gonna be all right. No.
1: Well, I mean, you tell me. Would that not? It would. It would. The ratings would be through the roof with that one, Doug. Chicken Nick in charge of the crowd noise.
0: By the way, I did a I did a little bit for uh, our show on uh, the ESPN radio show that I do with on the podcast Sunday. (laughs) Sunday Wait a minute, you did a a bit? No way.
1: (laughs) Could you imagine? Like, hey, you know what, Chick? The other day, I was doing a uh, doing a radio show and I laughed. You laugh, Get out of here.
2: (laughs) You lead the nation in bits.
1: I lead the nation in laughs. You combine us. We're leading the nation in two statistical categories.
0: Combine our stats. We're doing a double-double in something (laughs) meaningless. Um, So this was when uh, the word came out that they were going to use, like, sounds from NBA 2K. Okay. And I was like, we got to use a different video game. And then I did this. Here.
3: back, Mark Kestesher here at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex for tonight's quarantine matchup between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets. Your starters tonight for the Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, and JaVale McGee. For the Rockets, James Hart, Russell Westbrook, and three other guys. And here's the tag. And we are underway. The tip controlled by the Lakers. And not wasting any time, a quick lob into Anthony Davis. Lakers with a 2-0 lead. Incredible! So stupid. Oh, you know no, it's not? not.
1: That's great. Oh.
3: Lakers leading by seven. JaVale McGee with it under the basket. He dishes it off, and it gets stolen away by LeBron. This is Here's LeBron with a head of steam. He hit a shot his last time down. Jump shot here. Yes. Leading up. Indeed, he is. He's got 21 points in the first half. And now LeBron with the steal, the inbound. He rises for the slam. Oh. Oh, you got to think they'll go to him next time, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) The dumbest commentary at the end. You got to think they'll go to him next time. Great insight. Great commentary there. That's great. See? All right. Best one here. Two minutes to go. Rockets down by two. Here's James Harden dribbling. And takes the three. From downtown. Misses. Back out to Harden again. Wild shot. Off the back of the iron. Rebound Tucker. Back out to Harden again for three. Terrible shot. No good. Rebound Westbrook. Harden again for three. Ugly shot. Again, no good. good. Covington with the rebound. Dishes to Harden who puts up another long three. Ugly shot. Misfires from there. Rebound. Tucker pulls it down. Harden calling for it. He spots up. For three, ugly shot. Off the iron, long rebound comes out straight to Harden again for three. Terrible shot. Harden going ice cold. No so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect
1: threes, and the fact that it's the Rockets just makes it even better. Oh man, Bravo, <laughs> my friend.
0: It it, that's chicken Nick. For... That's
1: that's a that's the Shick and Nick. type bit right there, Doug. Whenever you take whenever the Shick away from like Nick, but the... you can't take the Shick out
0: of Shick, it may rate. Or emirate. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> whenever whenever we do stuff like that, there's always a few listeners in Omaha that will go, oh, I love the influence of the Shick and Dick show. This is great. <laughs> like, they're getting those little pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Our show never went national, yeah. but you have done Fox Sports. I'm doing ESPN Radio, and then you try to work in some things that yeah. make people go, yeah, okay, that's All two right, seconds I, of the old show. Okay, I see what you're doing. A little wink to the camera. That's all it is. Just a little wink to the camera yeah. to the Shick and Nick fans out there. It, that's exactly what it is. Dad, when when you say goodbye to the newscast tonight, can you give me a sign that you're watching? Sure, I'll touch my glasses. That was always the thing. I'll touch yeah. my glasses.
1: I, I always felt... It's once I... I once doing. I Just so you know, once I got word of that, I tried to, like, watch you and think you were saying hi to me. I became one of your kids. I'm like, he's
0: actually <laughs> saying
1: hi to me. Okay?
0: <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I always considered you one of my kids. Um, uh, so... What's on your Speaking mind, Doug? Of, well, there's a, there's a lot of things here. The uh, At the time of recording this, we are still awaiting the Big Ten schedule <laughs> Who knows, bro. here. Yeah. Uh, the SEC announces that they're going to do a 10-game conference only. The uh, ACC essentially said we're doing conference only except one game, and we kind of hope it's the SEC. The SEC that? said, no, no. You want to play? No. Manila? No. <laughs> uh- that was such. There is so much spite between these leagues. It is unbelievable, but it's not. Un, I mean, to say unbelievable, it's not. This is what college football is. It's, it's just so look much out beef. for your own. Yeah, C.Y.A. Uh, yes, for the betterment of college football. Pff, yeah. It's for the betterment of my league. That's what we. That's why we make these decisions, and that's why college football is the big hot mess that we all love. Yeah. For a
1: while, they kind of put on the 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 right PC face in the in the summer, we're like, we're gonna work together to strive to figure out a uniform policy that lifts up all of college football. And then the second they walked out of the second they walked out of that meeting, that thing was done. I and mean, it's crazy how everyone, everyone right now is just only caring about themselves. And I don't do you think and, and I see this both ways. Does it make sense to delay the start of college football? You know, you've seen, I think, what was the ACC starting in like September 19th, maybe? Or or you've seen Big 12 talking about playing week zero,
0: Big maybe 10s. The SEC's going to September 26th. Yeah,
1: yeah. maybe that's when I was. I can't decide. I think it makes sense. I, I can wrap my mind around that to buy yourself as much time to see if maybe some of these. Cases and different situations can subside. But I also think, don't you want to maximize the just sheer amount of time you have to
0: get in your 10 games? If I'm, and I've said this uh, a lot, is that if I'm the Big Ten, I'm starting as soon as I can. I'm maxing out as many bye weeks as I can. I'm, you know, I'll I'll have the season end when it's supposed to end. uh, You know, December 1 or, or whatever it's supposed to end or Thanksgiving. Plus, a lot of schools are going to be sending their students home Thanksgiving they've already made that declaration so if you're looking for optics you probably want it to end then and if that's going to be the case and you think there could be some sort of outbreak or things could get worse you certainly want to max out uh, get work in as many bye weeks as you can I, you know when you when you think about these other leagues and they're saying hey we want to watch like the SEC say we want to watch what the NFL does and just how it does I get the comparison but college campuses are so different that if you're gonna play, you might as well just play. And if there and if something happens where fifteen members of your team are quarant have to be quarantined or whatever the term you wanna use is then you cross that bridge and you and you go that way. I understand them say, well, we don't want that to happen, but it's going to happen yes. if students are on campus. So you might as well start early because you can't. Yeah, I get it—the numbers and stuff, and NFL and all that. But you can't really compare the two, in my opinion. I agree. I,
1: I don't. I mean, I think it's. I kind of jokingly have put it where it, we can sit here and talk about cases and surges and protocols and different things like that. But you know what it really comes right down to is whether or not all these ADs and presidents, different people are all looking at each other and be like, we doing this? Are we going to do this or what? Because it's not going to be perfect. And you can't expect an ideal scenario because it's just kind of silly to say out loud, like starting on September 5th compared to starting on September 26th is going to be just light years different in terms of, how it's going to unfold. I disagree with that. And like you said, when you, if you're looking at the NFL, other than the fact that you're playing football, that's just, that's about the only thing that is, is comparable because these guys aren't on a college campus crammed into a dorm, you know? So I, I I don't know why you wouldn't, if you're going to do this, I don't know why you wouldn't try to start Right around, you know, week one, September 5th or whatever, and just give yourself as many as as much time as possible to if you have to maybe shut things down for a week, like we've seen with the Marlins. I think even we're recording this on a Friday here. The the Cardinals just had an outbreak and all that, like stuff like that's going to happen. If you don't leave yourself some wiggle room, you're going to be in a in a
0: world of hurt as you unfold this thing. I like what Brian Kelly said. He says a lot of sports, you know, like the NBA, MLS, whatever, they're going into a bubble. College footballs and college athletes are going to be going out of the bubble. Right now is kind of a bubble right now. Yeah. And then and then students are coming to them, and the campuses are going to be more wide open. And, yeah, I, I would say start early. If you are the Big Ten, if you're the commissioner, if you're anyone on the infectious disease panel if your statement today is, we don't believe we should announce that we're starting September 5th yet, then you aren't going to start September 5th at all. Yeah. And you, frankly, should just make an announcement that we're going to be pushing the season back at this point. Because nothing's going to change next week. Nothing's going to change in the next five days. And if you don't feel comfortable now, that that's where I get, are you ever going to feel comfortable? That, exactly, I like. I like the fact that the Big Ten was the first to say we're going conference only. I think that was the smart play to just shrink your level of responsibility to just, here's our 14 schools. Here's what we're responsible for. I don't need to know if Towson is <laughs> is doing <laughs> the right protocols or you know, if Cincinnati is Cincinnati. doing the right protocols. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, right. I don't want to have to worry about that. I want to worry about my family, our schools, our transparency, our protocols, all of that and that's fine but if you're not there for a comfortable level yet i'm not sure if you're going to get there that's it, i totally agree i if i'm not sure
1: uh, someone said this way all the way back in march and i still feel like it's applicable today i still in a weird way, I feel like some people are still viewing this like it's a storm and it's going to pass. Like you can look out your window and it's going to once it that's raining right now. Let's just wait till it stops raining and then the sun will come out and we can go out and, it's, and the rain's gone. It's not how this works, especially with. All, all you're doing right now is announcing a start date. You're not saying you're going out tomorrow and playing a game. If you don't feel, like you said, if you don't feel comfortable with a September 5th start date, I'm not sure what waiting a week is really going to do with elevating your comfort level to start on September 5th or not. And to be honest with you, if you're not... to. a to a certain degree, and I, I guess things can pseudo change in in a month and a half. But if if you're not totally comfortable with playing the season right now, let's be honest. There was a a, a letter from Kevin Warren, and you know they they were saying if we deem it not safe to play, then we won't play. I to a certain extent, isn't the hay in the barn with the information that. We have like I don't know if there's anything totally new that we're going to learn with regards to safety testing and protocols that these teams are going to have in place. And when you put all that out there, if it's safe enough, then go forward. If it's not, then not. Then then don't do it. I just I, I certainly understand time trying to use that as as an ally, but there gets to a point where there's there's been just this kicking the can down the road. For so long with so many different things that it gets to where it's like, it's decision time, man. Like, you got to start making these decisions on start dates and whether this thing is happening. And like you said, I don't understand necessarily how waiting four, five, six days from now impacts a lot of things.
0: So the only thing that changes is the student body returns. But that's not, like at Nebraska, that's August 13th, I think, our move-in date's August 13th through the 16th, and I say I think. I'm actually staring at it on Google. I don't know. I love when people are like, I don't know, what did he bat, like 325 or something like that with 42 homers or whatever? Dude, you got ESPN, Ken Griffey Jr., you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, guys, what did he say in that quote? Was it... uh, I regret that I only have but one life to give to my country. <laughs> live for live my country. I can't Uh, What is the remember. recipe to that
2: brownie caramel I <laughs> Think it's a fourth cup sugar, two cups baking soda, something like pre-dove and f- like 325. Like, bro, you Googled it. Quit acting like you didn't Google it. You Googled it. You, you knew
0: that. There are so many examples of, gosh, I can't remember what, what was that? I Gosh, it was a long time ago in math, the Pythagorean theorem. Is that C equals, what is it? Something like A squared plus B squared, square root. Uh,
1: you know where that happens all the time is in radio because they can't see you. You know what I mean? So you can yes, you can play it yes. up like, oh man. And just so you know, whenever a radio host is doing that, they're just opening Google, typing in and waiting for the answer. Like, oh gosh, hold on now. Let me think. Oh
2: gosh. You, um
1: yeah. Oh. Google. You're getting your Google game right, bro. Can I call a quick timeout and ask you a question?
0: Oh, what was the score of that Nebraska Ohio <laughs> State game? What was it? Didn't Ohio State score, like, 24 points in the second quarter? It was, like, 48-7. When was that? Like, September 28th last year, I think? Was that? I can't remember. I think the Buckeyes, what were they? Like, ranked second in the oh, nation? Oh, God, yeah. What,
1: what time did that third down play happen in the first quarter? It was at the 742 mark, and they were at their own, I'm just guessing, your own 36, and Jeffrey Okuda broke it up, and... The, you, you're
0: Googling it, Brohan. What was that? Uh, gosh, remember Nebraska finally got on the board? What was that? Diedrich Mills, nine yards out or something like that. Like a minute 44 drive or something like that. Five plays, maybe oh, around 75 oh, yards, man. something like that. What's the temperature that day? It was probably like 56
1: degrees and cloudy, maybe. I mean, God. So, the more specific you get with what you're just trying to remember, apparently on your own, <laughs> lying—you are a liar. It
0: was. What was the uh,
1: question? That I, you I have to a timeout, and I—I am scared about going down this path, but not really. I'm just curious. I've been—I re- really want to talk to. Someone I
0: mean, is this going to move us away from the football schedules? Was there anything
1: else you wanted to say about uh, that? I mean, cue up Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that.
3: And that's all I had to say about that.
0: Okay.
1: Tell oh, us well, about eventually. the season. The one in... The one in Birmingham, Frickin'
2: Ham! Yeah! Vietnam! <laughs> Vietnam!
0: Is there anyone still <laughs> quoting Forrest Gump? No. The answer to that question Today, is no. The first time... To- for the only person in America quoting oh. Forrest Gump is right here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shouts out to Forrest, Doug. Um, did you see?
1: I wanted to I wanted to pick your 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 brain here. Did you see Kyle Brandt's tweet that lit things yes. up? Where where do you come out? Nine five one sixteen twenty.
0: It's funny you do that impression. Where did you come out on that? Because Kyle Brandt started at the Jim Rome show. He was a caller t- and worked on the show. Did he really? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where did Kyle Brandt start? He was like the Rome show and he was saying, No. Uh, g-
1: give me your thoughts on that because I, I think it's I think it's an interesting discussion. You know, like does it, for people who don't know, Kyle Brandt, after the Marlins tested positive, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he, you know, he said some of the effect of, man, it's, it sure feels like there's a lot of people in the media who are rooting against football right now. And that sparked a lot of discussion. And it was so interesting how every media member is like, This is ridiculous. I, I of course we're not rooting against football. And then it kind of felt like every consumer of the media was like, Yeah, you guys do kind of seem like you're rooting against football. What do you I mean, I think it's 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 a fairly nuanced discussion, but give me your thoughts, because you're a you're a, a a very measured, calculated, intelligent human being.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an atrocious tweet. Um I I read that and I was like oh boy here here it comes uh, to me it felt like let me couch it with uh, qualify for this. I always believe I always believe that especially in the world of politics if you want to go to that realm there are those who not root but wouldn't mind things not working out so that they can get who they want in office yeah. right like if things are too good We're not going to take control, whether that's Republican or Democrat. I think that stuff is legit. Mm -hmm. When it comes to sports, I don't believe that that is necessarily the case. What I do think is Kyle Brandt and those in his realm, he works for the NFL Network. So he needs the NFL to kick off. He needs that season. Not necessarily for his job, but you're getting to the point where we just want sports to talk about. And so when you are someone like him or like us and we're working college football and all you read are the negative stuff. You start to panic and you take your aggression out on Twitter and go, come on guys, we need positive thought, even though positive thought doesn't lead to anything uh, that like me thinking about something isn't going to help. But I think he's like, we need everyone all, all in this together. And if you are tweeting any sort of skepticism about, the season happening, it's viewed through his prism of, you don't want it to happen because you keep tweeting negativity. And to that, I say, welcome to Twitter. No (laughs) one is racing. People necessarily aren't racing to social media to tweet praise and, hey, look at this. Now there are some that go, hey, look at this good news. Look at this. No one tested positive on this team. Isn't that good news? But when the negative stuff happens, people are quick to race to the social media and go, I just don't, this is not good news. This is not, because frankly, there hasn't been a lot of good news over the last couple of months associated, especially the last 30 days, with this virus. And so when you tweet about it, it can be viewed as, oh, you just don't want it to happen. There's a difference between not wanting it to happen and just being realistic about what is likely to happen. Yeah, I think I I agree with all that. And I think there is, I mean, I'll own it. And I think there's a lot of
1: media members, as you pointed out, that'll own it, that are, you know, someone like me, I mean, I, I have a vested interest in a variety of ways that college sports returns. And so naturally, when that's the case, you are a little you're a little biased, right? Like you're seeing things through a certain lens. I think everyone's a little a little guilty of that right now. Um, I don't think that like I don't think Dennis Dodd and Pat Forty and Dan Wolken and those guys like I don't I, I can't sit here and say I think they're rooting for college football to not come back. Like I don't that I don't think that's the case. But I, I think there, there are a couple of things that are interesting to me within that, though. Like to me, there seems to be a it's interesting to me how every single anecdotal thing of, of a spike in cases or something like that, that gets a column that gets a, a scathing, enormous column. Oklahoma, someone else gets zero tests or whatever. That gets like a retweet or a reply like decent news out of Norman. And it's like, okay, right. uh, that 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 well, that that would lead me to believe that, okay, that that's what's I don't know. There's something within that that is like, okay, how come one is worthy of a column and the other isn't even worthy of writing about it all? There's there is something with with that that I think is at play Look, here, and I think yeah. media, in particular, college media, they skew negative, and. Well, I sit here. I don't. I guess I don't want to play dumb. I know why they don't write those columns because those columns aren't as juicy to write. What? What does Dan? And I, I don't mean to pick on Dan Wolken. You, but you follow college football. What is the name of? Do you know the name of Dan Wilkin's column every Sunday after college football? Every the misery every, index. The misery index. So, what is he highlighting after every weekend of college football? Who played like crap? whose situation is horrible whose job is on the line what team season is falling apart and so i I think that's a window into like that's what that's kind of what a lot of media members do and i understand that like the the column that is probably more juicy to read is the misery index and not like not the column of clemson played terrific again my column you know so I don't know.
0: I I I just think there's yeah. We're always looking for someone to uh, blame. It's not about okay. What's the reason this team was so successful last night? It's why did this team lose yesterday? Yes. Who's at fault? Who who's the goat? Yeah. So uh,
1: it's weird. I, I, like I said, I don't think it doesn't make any sense for those those writers and different media members to root against football. It just doesn't make sense. I just I can't I can't wrap my mind around that. But I also can wrap my mind around how. Some of the things that they've, some of the things they've done over the past four months can lead you to believe that they're only focusing on all of the negative things. And and listen, I, I get what you say, well, it's all negative right now, and it's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, there there are a few anecdotal things both ways though. So I don't know. I I just think it's interesting. I thought it was. Uh, did you see Darren Ravel? put up a Twitter poll of, do you think the media is rooting against college football? And Clay Travis right. put up a, right. a poll. Do you think the yes. media is rooting against college football? And you know, Clay Travis's followers were like, I mean, I think it was like 80, 20. Yes. The media is rooting against And Darren Ravelle's was a little more balanced. I want to say it was like, I don't know, 52, 48. No, but the bottom line is you combine the results of those two Twitter polls. And the majority of Twitter followers Fell on the side of, yeah, it appears like the media is rooting against football. And so it's just, I don't know. I I think it's an interesting
0: discussion. I think, too, and try not to make this a terribly political podcast because no one wants that, but things have been so divisive in this country that something like COVID-19 has become political. And so what happens if sports work out? What happens if this actually becomes good and the economy improves? What might happen? There are a lot of folks on both sides that are desperate for it to work and some that are hoping it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's just the nature of politics, and I think that spills into, into sports media. Now, do I think guys, like you said, are they, are they hoping it doesn't work out? No, but like you said, negativity sells. Journalists have to be skeptical At every turn. It's almost like that's something they sign up for. You want to write about sports? Good. Do you agree to be skeptical? Yes. Okay, now you can be a sports journalist. You can't can't take anything at face value. You have to ask questions, and you have to do it with a critical eye at everything and not take things at face value. That being said, you're right in that there's not a lot of positive stuff going on. I think there are some media folks who root for their predictions Mm -hmm. to come true. Um, hey, I predicted this, so this is what I'd like to see happen, and that kind of moves the ball down the field And what they write. But I also think it's in light of what we're being told about what COVID-19 is and and how dangerous, whether you want to put that in air quotes or not is up to you and where you fall on the spectrum, but how dangerous it is and what we're asking the student-athletes to do. And let's be honest, it's a college model that journalists and sports journalists in particular have been very critical of for years with, quote, these amateur athletes not being paid beyond their scholarship and having now to inherit this risk so that the bloated athletic departments can maintain the status quo. And so I would say for college football-wise that in some respects, journalists are, without maybe attempting to do it, Intentionally being the voice of the players or the right. parents, sure. Going, what are we doing, and and how do we how do we move forward? The NFL is a, is a more interesting thing where I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, you don't have to, and maybe because guys are opting out, they're taking the voice themselves, yeah. and, and it'd be interesting to see what college football players decide to do that, but. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting discussion of, is someone rooting for something not to work? It can be construed that way when all you're doing is talking about why it won't work or why it shouldn't work. Exactly.
1: And, and yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, I think it's just, I heard Sam McEwen say this the other day of like, you know, the old line of like, perfect is the enemy of good and i feel like a lot of media members are are seeking out perfection with what this plan is going to be and when there's holes in it they really hammer into those holes where the 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 reality of football returning is it's going to be it's not going to be perfect you can try to have it be as good as it can possibly be and i guess it's just probably in some of these reporters and columnists in their nature to seek out maybe hey what's wrong with this rather than what maybe is right and what works with this, and I get it, and and that's why I don't want to. I want to make sure I, I understand. There are so many different elements to this. Like you yeah. asking me, do I think it's totally safe to play? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I but I think it, it just gets challenging when all you're consuming is just the negative stuff of of kind of all that's going on, and then trying to make heads or tails of necessarily how they you know
0: how they they view this coming back. And I also think too. Part of that is the media is filling the void of silence and leadership when it comes to this stuff. Whether you're talking about government or whether you're talking about sports with Mark Emmert or commissioners saying, here's what we know, or Roger Goodell saying, here's our plan. You know, Rob Manfred and the disaster that Major League Baseball has turned into, not just from the Astros scandal, but now with COVID-19. These guys, these people that are in charge, are not giving the flight attendant type of reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Yes. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. There's going to be some turbulence. Please take your seats. We're going to land safely. There is none of that right now. It's... I guess or there's leaks in the media. We'll see how many games we play. We're we'll maybe push it back. But there's a lack of definitive answers and so that leads to an unquantifiable number of questions yeah. that the media throws out there and that's I think that's where we are at is because of so many unknowns then these questions are perceived as skepticism because no one's giving good answers. Right and now. to add on that, and then we can move on. I didn't mean to totally derail this thing.
1: Yeah. You and I have gone on the radio and we are privy to information or comments from people that we can't divulge because we don't want to break someone's trust or confidence, right? Like I'm sure you've turned on the microphone and you know, something that everyone else doesn't know, or you know how someone feels about something and everybody else doesn't know, and that can create some issues too, because I think one of the things that is interesting is I'd, I'd wonder what some of these, because there is a void of communication publicly with these athletic directors and different people, but it is interesting that whenever Pete Thamel or these people fire up a a column, it is littered with unnamed Power 5 AD said this, a uh, college, unnamed, uh, anonymous college football official said this. Like, who knows behind closed doors what is being said to Dan Wolken from coaches, ADs, and all that stuff? But there, there's, again, this is a, a, so in their defense, they might be getting a different message that they can necessarily, that the public doesn't know. They're trying to kind of feed, you know, lay out breadcrumbs, but it gets hard. When, when you have information that you can't totally divulge all of it, but
0: yet it spills into your work slightly. And you know that the skepticism is shared by their sources. Totally. I mean, people, that's why you're seeing players say, what are we doing? And sending out these tweets like a, uh, a Jordan Reed of Michigan State. What are we doing? It's about revenue. You know those opinions are shared by a lot of folks going, what what could we possibly do? And you're not going to get consensus in this. Um, yeah, it's, and, and here's the other thing the skepticism and all that stuff and the negativity and, and everything thrown around will stop for the most part or at least quiet a little bit once the games kick off. Yeah, Major League Baseball, their big thing was we got to get these finances together and come to an agreement. And I remember when they did, I sent out a text to people we were working on on an ESPN radio show, and all my texts said, now about that COVID 19. <laughs> right. Because that was never a concern with Major League Baseball, at least publicly. It was, we got to come to this agreement so we can play. And now you see all the issues that they're having there. Oh, we'll play. We'll fly around the country, go to Florida, whatever. It's obviously not going to be the case in Major League Baseball season. you got to at least think is in peril. No one is questioning what the NBA is doing right now. There is no negativity. There was some going in going, how's this going to work? Yeah. But they've handled it so well that no one right now is questioning whether they're going to finish this season. Yeah, And so that's going to be the issue with college football and the NFL is it's going to be a week by week. You're waiting for that news. We saw it with the Cardinals on Friday. You're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Then you're waiting for the next shoe to drop. And you're waiting for the season to get canceled. And you can only go by what you've seen, what you've seen is bubbles work and leagues and <laughs> yeah. bubbles, in, not in bubbles. Unless you're the PGA, they don't work. Yeah, having some issues, so, no doubt. Well, we yeah, can leave it at that. Um, I just,
1: I really, I've, I've yeah. been looking forward to recording this pod with you because I wanted to ask you that question, just because I think it's interesting. And and for those listening, like I will, I will acknowledge my bias of like I have a vested interest in college sports returning like I I will acknowledge that you know I we're all jaded in some little way whether you want to acknowledge it or 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 not is I guess pseudo up to you I just think it's an interesting discussion because I think a lot of this is a fascinating case study into the human psychology on a variety of levels and uh, I thought the reaction to, to Kyle Brandt's tweet was really really interesting to get the reactions from a variety of people coming at it from a variety of standpoints that's all
0: all right, that was uh, very, very negative. So let's try and create a divide here. Before they begin the next segment, the Chicken Nick Show deeply apologizes for the previous segment. Here's the show's spokesperson, Tom Brady. Sorry about that. All right, let's okay, uh, perfect. All right, I feel better now. Next, Tom. Let's create some positivity here. It's TB, and what's going to uh, TB twelve? So, by the way, if you are, if you are in a fantasy football league, which I know. We'll, we'll revisit a fantasy football segment that, uh, that we did. I'm a daily fantasy show, guy. Which, I don't want to get married to a fantasy team. I just want to date 18 to 19 teams. Let me tell you.
1: I'm going to speed date them.
0: You're a speed dater. Uh, speed fantasy dater. If you are in fantasy football, there's no reason to conduct that draft any earlier than the morning of the first game of the season. <laughs> there are people. Let me ask you this. There are people opting out of the season. Did the New England Patriots... Are these guys opting out because of the of the anxieties of the season? Are they opting out of New England because Tom Brady opted out of New England? <laughs> I think that's debatable. I th- I think
1: there's no way to totally know right now.
0: Like what's the you always go, "Hey, when we're about, you know, 275 <laughs> yards, there's water between us and the and the green. What's the risk reward here?" Um Am I, am Should I, I go for it? Am I laying here? up? Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing here? And if you're a New England pitcher, you go, what's the risk reward here? Am I going to win a Super Bowl? No. 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 Who's the quarterback?
1: Well, it's either Cam or Jared Stidham. You're like,
0: okay, I'm going to opt out. I'm going to go ahead and opt out right now. <laughs> I am fascinated to see what happens with college football and see who decides to opt out. I was saying on uh, the Big Ten uh, channel, I do a show over there too Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I said this on Monday. <laughs> I said, I am really looking forward to well, I am Negative. Negative media. I'm excited to see who quits. I wanna see how big
1: of a disaster this is. I wanna see who who don't want to play. I wanna see who gets fired.
0: I wanna see it all
2: coming up next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Justin Fields opted out, wouldn't that be a fantastic
1: story? <laughs> Clubs and fans, got a thought for you here. Trevor Lawrence, out and out. How sweet would that be? Light up phones. <laughs>
0: uh. Nebraska, do I have a treat for you? Scott Frost says, you know what? I'm too nervous. Who takes over next? <laughs> <sighs> I got tears going, dog. <laughs>
1: Continue but with your negativity. Always, Continue yeah, with okay. the negative show on serious XM, Channel 372.
0: I'm realizing I am a part of the problem, but I, bought a, I want to be part of the solution. There you go. So I don't want people to opt out, <laughs> but how crazy would the season be? If hey, Joseph Fields said, say you late. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we we're right. to be enthusiastic about
1: horrible things. But you're right, though. Who, the Virginia Tech corner, he, yeah. he said, no not gonna play and who That's knows if he of, starts uh, a trend I, I mean sometimes it takes one person to do it and then that gives other people the courage to to fall in line I don't know I don't I don't know exactly how all these college football players are feeling
0: um but yeah it's uh it wouldn't surprise me to see more if I was a f- top 15 top 20 pick first round lock I probably not playing um especially with the unknown it, of it, what
1: this season's even
0: gonna or, look like you might you might put yourself
1: in harm's way. For, like, not a season. You know what I mean? You might to play, like,
0: two games or something like that. Who knows? I would have to be on a conference championship contending team to play. And then once the season gets halted or they say, hey, we've had this number of tests on my team or something, like, I'm out, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to uh, go away and quit because you don't want to play in the Car Quest Bowl.
1: Boy, do uh, we got something else. The COVID-19 Bowl.
0: You want to avoid it. All right, so uh, we appreciate all of the uh, uh, all of the texts and emails that we got. Uh, I, I do enjoy people who are just now discovering the show. Uh, one of our former media colleagues, uh, Dave Hunt, who used to be a sports anchor at Channel Eight in Lincoln, and it was, it was such a a fun guy. He and I uh, connected and enjoyed his sense of humor, and he's a he's a dad now, and he's a He's a director of marketing uh, somewhere in Kansas City. I mean, he's feeling good. He's got out of the media business, so he can be negative (laughs) if he wants to. But um, he tweeted out on Thursday. His tweet says, everyone, may I have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I just discovered the Schick and Nick show is back, and I'm both crying and laughing because they're as amazing as always, and I'm mad it took me this long to discover they returned. And then Jordan Peters responds to his tweet, Would you say you're not happy, 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 happy about finding out so late? I'm not happy about that. And then Dave responds with, I certainly didn't feel like a leader. <laughs> okay. A leader. A leader. So you can see how many episodes he's through. I was going to say. That's great though. Uh so uh, yeah, so very appreciated. Better late than never to find out we're back. Uh, so that was an email that we got on Thursday. On Friday we saw it made national headlines of the departure and the official uh leaving of being a uh, sports broadcaster, uh, one of the more legendary voices uh in in really all of sports broadcasts. No doubt. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about Ross Jernstra. Oh No,
2: you did it! No, you did it! <laughs> How could
1: you do that? Why would you do that?
0: I only did it because I knew you would laugh, not because <laughs> I was trying to poke. I love you. Ross. I do, too. I sent him a message. He, he was he, 40-plus years? Oh, as boy, a, been doing
1: his thing for a while.
0: Uh, I sent him a message. What'd you say? Homeboy's
1: been doing his thing for a while. (laughs) That was my message to him. I said, dang, Ross, you've been doing your thing for a while. Congrats, bro. He said, for real? With a question mark?
0: I said, yep. That was it. Ross's original tweet, uh, which I believe was in his drafts, was, I can't believe I've been doing that thing for that chicken wing for 41 years.
2: Could you imagine if he did it?
0: But, uh, so he's... uh, they I don't know if they, I think they didn't renew him uh which there is you. too bad and the I B-O-W-T. sent him a message and he sent me a nice uh a DM saying hey thanks Matt you're always tough competition I'll be watching you good luck uh always such a nice He's guy a and a great dude you know when you're in local broadcasting it can easily become anchor man like mm, what what story yeah. do they have
2: over there Hey, make sure you watch what they got over at, what, make sure
0: you watch what they got over at channel 3 I don't want <laughs> Matt Siegel and Travis Justice <laughs> getting anything we don't have. You know? <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I made up scripted stories at KTV because no one could No one's
1: going to get that, you know?
0: No one's going to gonna, <laughs> hey, no one's gonna they, do that. How'd they get that Carl Fentz story before we did? <laughs> no problem. No problem uh, at all. So uh, certainly uh, best wishes to Ross Jernstrom and his uh, next job and wh- whatever that's going to be. But we also saw Mike Golick. Yeah. Hanging it up on the radio side, uh, and as he has said in, in media reports, not because of anything that he wanted. I think he wanted to continue, but uh, ESPN's decided to make uh, some changes there, and they've announced their new radio lineup. We had a connection with Mike Gola. We did. On our show. When we first started out, do you uh, kind of remember what uh, what we did there?
1: I would say this is arguably in my—everybody has their own personal preference of their like top five moments or memories of chick and Nick— our landing on to Mike and Mike is, is in the top five, maybe even like the top three. And it was the Bart Scott spoof that we did is like easily one of the favorite things we've ever done. And I wish, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it and get the backstory of it. But like everything about how that all went down was just incredible. And the fact that it ultimately, that bit landed on Mike and Mike, uh, I've... I peaked early with like, I'm not so sure there isn't anything I'm more proud of than that. Like, I mean, to to get I mean, because Mike and Mike, that was Mike and Mike is a radio institution. You know, I mean, it is they were kind of hall of fame. They're not they were the standard and kind of the blueprint of how to do a two man morning show, you know? And I think now you like you look back on them and there's something that is They were lighthearted. It never got like, you know what I mean? They didn't take everything too serious. They didn't take themselves too serious, but they were the standard. And to, in even just a small way, make it on their show was a huge
0: deal. And it still is. So this is the backstory of Mike and Mike. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they they had the blueprint where they had the former athlete and they had uh, the straight man, sarcasm kind of guy who was cynical and, of course, that cynical, uh, straight guy was you, and I was the former athlete. So those were the, those were the roles that we filled. But we were always looking at what kind of bits could we do. And this was in uh, January of 2011. Remember when Bart Scott did, did this. To all the non-believers. How How that that? F- the non-believers. So how did that just feel?
2: Feel great. Poetic justice. We know we were a much better team than we came up and represented ourselves. And we were... We're pissed off. We was ready to come back and show us what type of defense, what type of team this was, what kind of character we had. We take a lot of slack. People gave us no chance, like we barely made it in playoffs. We're a good football team. It looks like this team played with anger all day. Why, Bart? For all you non-believers, disrespect us, talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third best defense in the league. All we hear is about their defense. They can't stop a nosebleed. Congratulations see you in Pittsburgh can't
0: wait incredible Bart Scott that was when the Jets beat the Patriots in the playoffs and the can't wait he has you know there's oh, yeah. so many things about that take a take a lot of slack i mean f- he meant the, flack but yeah. he, that was that was such good stuff so we said hey uh <laughs> i remember hey nick let's have some fun with this this was like so 20 we, minutes yeah, before the show th- this was right before the show yes so we said hey let's try and and do this bit And we did the bit, we played it on the show, and then uh, I sent it to producers at Mike and Mike, and they actually aired it. Yeah. This is what it sounded like. I've been promising this, so I want to get in. It's very funny.
1: By now, most people have probably heard Bart Scott's somewhat legendary interview yeah. on the field last Sunday with Sal Palantonio, where he said, can't wait, you know, he was going off, going nuts about how they were being disrespected, couldn't stop a nosebleed, Well,
0: the guys at the Schick and Nick show on ESPN radio in Omaha yeah. <laughs> put together a little bit. I think you'll find
1: this funny. This was Bart Scott parallel parking.
3: So how did that just feel?
2: Feel great. Poetic justice. A lot of people doubted I'd ever parallel park again after my fender bender. I f***ed up. Took a lot of slack for that. People gave me no chance. Like I haven't done a K-turn before. I'm a good driver.
3: It looks like you parallel parked with anger today. Why, Bart?
2: Are oh, you non-believers. You onlookers. Staring at me. Disrespecting me. Man, the cars behind me couldn't stop a nosebleed. And I'm the one getting disrespected.
3: Congratulations. See you in Starbucks. Can't wait! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta a, give credit where it's due. How about the K-turn? That's a pretty
2: good <laughs> That's job. That's a good thing. That's
1: that the Chicken
0: Nick Show on ESPN Radio in Omaha.
1: I mean, come on, man. That just puts a huge... I haven't heard that since its original... like the Since 2011 we heard it. That is... My phone was blo- – all of a sudden in the morning, my phone started blowing up with texts, just like one after the other, after the other, after the other.
2: And they're like, oh, man, whoa, just heard you. Whoa,
1: what? And I don't even think I knew that you had sent it in to Mike and Mike. And so, oh, it was what – a, what a great way to wake up to a bunch of texts and making it on Mike and Mike. Just so cool to hear Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick talking about us.
0: And I remember – scrambling how do we get that audio like it's fun uh to hear it but then it's like how do we get that audio Shane Shane what what can we do and I think it was like a day or two later that they sent the clip to us and we wound up playing that and that's how we got that I'll play here just the reaction to that (laughs) this was the morning that it aired we hadn't played that but we had heard that and again Mike and Mike led into our show yeah Think about the lead-in that we that we had. Not bad it, until you did your Dick Vitale and they pulled the sponsorship. Yeah, All right, my bad. All right, let's uh, let's listen here. Matt Chicken, Nick Ball. One of us played at Creighton in Kansas. The other is a former Division One athlete. You decide let's which re- is which. Let's not fight. Let's rejoice and get happy because we had a major event happen this morning. Well, we did. We both made it here pretty much before the start of the show, and that is a major event. There was a little snowfall here in Omaha, but yeah. we made it. And that is the major event we're talking about. Here's what we have coming up on the show today. Oh, wait, is, there, is there something else you wanted to discuss? I'm sorry. Well, other than I didn't want to steal your thunder. Okay, so we got here before the show. What else? I mean,
1: I had a bowl of Crispix this morning. Congratulations. Underrated cereal.
0: Congratulations. Uh, what else? Anything else? Am I, am I missing something? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I think that was about it. Here's what we have coming up on the show today. Franco Harris is going to join us. Yes, sir. NFL Hall of Famer will join us. Do we have to? Do we have to ask about the Immaculate Reception? Uh, You know what? I don't know. It's like, do you ask Seinfeld about his sitcom? Do you ask Neil Armstrong about the moon landing? I mean, it's those kind of things where I think it will come up and needs to come up, right? I'm going to put it on you to think of like a creative way to okay to to like ask it. Here's the here's it's the It's like having Scott Norwood on and not bringing up the kick. Of course. I, I think we have to bring it up, but it's about the way you bring it up.
1: It's the way you present it. As long as you don't just be like, so when? how about that play? Talk us through
0: the – now." just try to cre- – I'll put it on you because Lord knows I can't create something like that. Now, Franco, did you – that immaculate reception, how do you feel about the name? Yeah. A- about the catch? Was it immaculate? I don't know. Did, you, do you, did you really catch this ball – Franco, I was not alive when this happened. Could you walk me through the so play? So walk me through it from the huddle all the way till the touchdown. <laughs> it's on you to think of a creative way to ask the question. I'll put that on you. Is that uh, too much? Franco Harris will join us. I will do that. Lee Barfnick, Chris Mascaro, Barrett Rood will also join us. A lot of NFL stuff today and the Friday face-off. But we begin with some news that, you know, here, here's the way this show works. On the Chick and Nick show on 1620 of The Zone, Matt Chick and Nick Bob. Sometimes we will do things that we feel are, you know, worthy of yeah. some other platform. No offense to 1620 The Zone, but this station is terrible. It holds us back. And, you know, the last thing you want to be is you won't want to put your best effort on a station that no one listens to. And, we, you know, we've, we've had to limp through this the first 17 months of this radio program.
1: You give Jimi Hendrix a horrendous guitar, how good can he really rip
0: well, it? Well, that's probably the, the truth. You know, you need good instruments. Yes. Uh, good craftsmen, a good craftsman. good platform. A good craftsman always blames his tools. I think we will coin that phrase. But um, so we get in here this morning. And, and before that, let's backtrack to earlier in the week. We ran a Bart Scott. Uh, y- you came in in the morning. We said, have that you was, heard the Bart yeah. Scott thing? We said, let's do Bart Scott moments from his life right let's do this wrote down the key catchphrases i played sal palantonio you played bart scott you got angry <laughs> we played with your voice to make it sound a little deeper uh, bart scottish and uh we did the bit uh, earlier this week we thought it went well we thought it was funny and then after the uh, during i think it was during the show or maybe toward the end of the show i said uh, nick i'm going to send this to mike and mike and just see it. and you said Oh, that's that's. How could they not like it? Right, and I thought, thought it
1: was right up their alley.
0: Well, because and Greeny of, being a Jets guy too, it seemed Greeny's perfect. a Jets guy, and that's the reason. If you know, if it's not, then right. you just say forget it. Well, then yesterday came and went, and I know you were, you know, I was you disappointed were, you were really let down. Hopes were up high. They certainly were, and then, <laughs> and then today, I my my phone is lighting up. My. Our Facebook page for the and Nick Show shows lighting up. Yes, you received a text at six twenty. Decided not to inform because uh, I figured you weren't the. Uh, yeah, I got it. got an email from Derek at six twenty three that said that Mike and Mike in the morning used our Bart Scott stuff and because I had the given show. up hope. I I, had, I thought. I thought <laughs> if they didn't. Play when it. I sent that to Mike and Mike, you lit up like a Christmas tree. It was like you had right. just you had just met Rex Burkhead in person. I yes. mean, you were very excited. I was pumped. And And then today comes, and I I start the first text I got while I'm... Look, when I come into the station, I don't just load up the email and, you know, read emails about how great we are. We do that during the show. Mm -hmm. But then I get a text message from Rob Crane from the Omaha Storm Chasers, formerly the Omaha Royals, at 827, said, getting love on Mike and Mike, congrats. I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then I remembered we sent it in there, and, of course, right. I, I had totally given up on that. I thought that ship had sailed. Well, the, the short Scott ship was done. The ship had sailed, but we didn't realize that they forgot something and had to come back to the harbor, and there we were, and there it was. And then I'd load up the email, and, you know, it's amazing what? how many emails and in Facebook. It's amazing. You know, it's like you don't really know much. You don't really know how much people enjoy it or like it until— you get played on another show. Or until, until, <laughs> your, <laughs> until they're listening to not your show. Yeah. Or until your funeral. You know, I mean, honestly, here's some emails here. Let's read through these here. Trent. Congrats on one of your Bart Scott bits from earlier in the week being mentioned this morning on Mike and Mike. I heard it at 6.15 and almost fell out of bed laughing when hearing the see you at Starbucks can't wait lines. You guys now officially are big time. Trent and West Omaha can't wait for the show to start. Uh, Zach says, what? Mike and Mike, wow, you guys are big time now. Chris says, great job, guys. You were featured on Mike and Mike this morning. What about being featured on 1620 The Zone? Is this not good enough for people? Apparently not. What else do we have to do? Like, congratulations, you are on another show. What about this show? We have what about our own the Schick Nick show? 30 seconds on Mike and Mike, and we get more love than the fact that we have a three-hour show. Josh says, great pub. Keep up the shenanigans. Jeff says, way to get some run on, uh, on ESPN. At least you guys are national talents now. Are we national talents? Everybody can, have thir- can put it together for 30 seconds. Look, I think anyone, right. anyone can have a good eight seconds of life. Yeah. Right? It's about sustaining. I mean, that, was, that was about it. It's called flash in the pan. I mean, are we going to be the Kevin Moss of of radio here? You know, are we the Harold Miner hit a couple uh, are of. We bombs, baby Jordan hit a couple of bombs. Our rookie card goes up, and then pretty soon it's on bicycle spokes. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be doing neighborhood yeah. parades. We're Harold Miner. Jeff says, "Nice to hear your Bart Scott bid on Mike and Mike this morning." Keep up the good work, Jim says. Congrats on the Mike and Mike. David says, "Obviously, I love the show. I live in Lincoln. Is there any way you could open up an internship program?" For the people running the station in Lincoln. Thanks for being on Mike and Mike this morning. Rick says, congrats. Kevin says, just in case you didn't know, your show got some nice recognition this morning on Mike and Mike. Yep. No big deal. Our buddy Keith Mann at Nebraska. Congrats on the Mike and Mike shout out. Although it sounded like Nick might have been the star of the show from hey. Keith. Look, I mean, here's the thing there's a there's great brains behind every every act. Of course, that was Shane. And of course, that was Shane. Yeah. Everything good that happens is Shane. (laughs) David says, Stop the presses. Shick and Nick went to national on ESPN twice this morning. Thank you, David. Shane then gives us great pub by saying, Two of your three webcams are down. Thank you, Shane. That was really nice of you to point that out. What a shame walking in there. That was really nice. Unbelievable, right? How does Bart Scott feel about being on Mike and Mike? Hey, Scott. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, congratulate you guys on your national success. But I did want to warn you, Know, with every success, there are some, uh, some consequences. Yeah. for you. you realize now that you have unleashed Nick Baugh to the uh, entire United States of America. You know, that is so true. That's, tr- that that's is- kind of like... That uh, infected monkey coming over from Africa is going
3: to be a bot epidemic <laughs> spread throughout the it's United out States. Outbreak.
0: It's certainly true. All it takes is one monkey to to uh, really spread a virus throughout the country. You, the world has been exposed to the and Nick show now, and most unfortunately, Nick Baugh. Look, no, den- no downplaying <laughs> your playing career, but now this is this is this, this, is, is, the, is, this it. is it. This is your pinnacle. This is it. You've done it. I have made it.
1: I have absolutely made it. I just think it's hysterical that if we gained one new listener from Mike
0: and Mike, and they're going to be just brutally disappointed. Jeremy says that means you need to keep sending stuff to Mike and Mike. Again, it's so weird that you get the most—well, honestly, we know why, but we'll use this as filler time. People really appreciate what you do once it appears on another program. Right. right? I thought that was stupid. Oh, they played it on Mike and Mike? Funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Right. Really,
1: in all honesty, it didn't get
0: a it didn't get a whole lot of reaction when we played it on Monday. Oh. Nothing we do gets a lot of reaction. That's true. Check out the moment of the week today. We'll play it at the end of the show. Nope. Hey, Javier.
2: <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I have a
1: really kind of messed up work schedule, and I love listening to your show when I can. I didn't get to hear the Bart Scott thing. You're not even on Mike or Mike this morning. Okay. Like, you guys play it again. And also, if you guys keep going like this, you
0: guys can be the next Bob and Tom. Oh, boy. Thank you, Javier. Oh, maybe I think we're too clean yeah. uh let's hear what Bart Scott has to th- has to uh, he, and then we might have to run through at some point do we need to run through what we I did' we, I'm, stats from Mike and Mike is going to send us the clips and we'll see because perfect you and I did not hear this no. isn't that great? I actually Bo called me
1: and put it uh, the phone up to his TV and I heard it through the TV so it kind of
0: shaky. <laughs> he held it up to the TV and we're yeah. listening to ourselves. Are we egomaniacs? Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear what Bart Scott thought about us being on Mike and Mike this morning. This was an interview done with Bart Scott. Okay.
3: So how did that just feel?
2: Feel great. Poetic justice. We knew we were better than some local hacks doing local radio. We are <laughs> p- up.
3: It sounded like you appeared on national radio with Mike and Mike in the Morning with anger today. Why, Bart? Are you
2: non-believers, they gave us no chance. Like we're not one of the most popular shows in Omaha. 16-20 zone, can't stop a nosebleed. And we're one the ones getting disrespected.
3: Congratulations. See you in the herd. Can't wait.
0: Okay, well, that's really good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, let's go to Mike, and then we'll take a break. Hey, hey Mike. Bruce? Hey, Mike. Is this Greeny? Hey. What's up, <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> love the show, though. But uh, anyway, I was wondering if uh, Mike and Mike would have played that if they knew you was going to box in less than a month. Mike, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Mike, you're... news your... to me. Mike, you're reading the wrong publications. Chicken Nick, 1620 of the Zone and 1620 of the Zone.com. So right we did it, man. We didn't do anything. Is there anything left to do? Look, listen, here's the thing. I don't want to rain bucket list. I don't want to rain on our parade here, but I did an ESPN television program, a ping pong program, uh that aired was in Las Vegas, was on with Judah Friedlander, did that. It aired on ESPN in October of 2009. Where am I right now? I'm, still, I'm hosting a radio show in Omaha, I mean, Nebraska. I mean, this I'm is not going to lead to Jack.
1: I, I have been the leading scorer in a game on ESPN2. <laughs> and look where this has got me. Nowhere.
2: It's exciting.
1: I have, <laughs> I have broadcasted a game on ESPN3.com.
0: Really and good. I'm the one you disrespect. Okay, now that's okay. Matt and Lincoln says, "What next? What's next?" Mike and Mike pushing to get Ray. Ray's got a jump shot played in, played in Boston Garden. Yes, that's what I want. That's my dream. Not that. I have two things on the bucket list. One of which got kicked over today. Second one, Ray Ray's got a jump shot played at the Boston Garden. I don't mean to uh, take that bucket full of water from your bucket list and douse you with yeah. it. Yeah. But the career uh, has peaked today, and that's about it. Chicken deck 20 of the zone. (laughs) You got a note. There were uh, two. There were two things that I uh, (laughs) that I highlighted. One was you saying this. No big deal. no big deal the other was uh javier saying can you play it again yes
1: please? <laughs> you guys play it again javier crikey
0: the ba epidemic uh the infectious monkey thing boy where are we now without Sorry. Break? sorry about that and then you saying in the least shocking quote <laughs> in that whole thing saying bo called me this morning <laughs> Bo Rude, you'll be shocked to know, oh. called you at 6-something and held up the phone to the TV so you could hear
1: it. You know what I missed? I, there's Everything about that just put a huge smile on my face. But what I missed was us playing go-to-break music and talking for two, two and a half <laughs> minutes during the break music.
0: It was. It was. I'm looking at it right Can now. we go for two minutes with it? Two minutes. We're going to break.
1: Ah, we're gonna keep on talking. If you listen to our show, shows, like oh, music's playing, they're gonna to go to break. You'd be like, nah, you're a rookie of Chicken Nick. They might have, they might have another three four minutes. Shane might have to play another song. I mean, we'd we'd let a He's whole gonna... song go and be like, let's fire up another one.
0: We would go to break. Oh, it ran out. All right. I remember when we first started the show. I said, Shane, here are our bump out musics to break. I want to do bu- music to break. And he cut them to 30 seconds. Shh, come on. I remember saying, yeah. Shane, we're going to need about 90 seconds. <laughs> okay, We're going to need Stairway to Heaven going to break, sir. <laughs> if you could just have uh, Bye Bye Miss American Pie. <laughs> That's
1: what we need. That's
0: what on we need. Loop. We need two songs.
1: Please, Stairway to twice. Heaven, Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Just start them. Hopefully by the time they wrap up, we have thrown it to break. All right. <laughs> Um, oh, that was great.
0: Well, that's that was a fun trip down memory lane. Shouts out of, to Mike Golick, uh, though. Gullick, Hank, uh, do you know, have Hank, you ever Gullick. met Mike yeah. Golick? Have you met Golick? Have you seen uh, my Twitter avatar? Would you like to load it up right now? Do you? Because I was trying to remember if you... Did you
1: fill in? Hold on, sec.com, Log on for more information. <laughs> that is a terrible website. <laughs> one sec, dot com. You better be real <laughs> careful about what happens.
0: This <laughs> is as good as we, as we wait for you to load up. Sorry about that. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Look at you. you you're see? on a panel.
0: You are on a panel. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever shouted.
2: I am on a panel. On a,
0: <laughs> shouted you're on a panel like that ever.
2: I am on a panel. It's you. That.
1: Is that Herm Edwards? Is that you panel to win the game? You play to win the game. <laughs>
0: you, you panel to speak to a crowd. Yeah, that's exactly.
1: Right. I am on a panel. You, so it's you, Herm, Herm
0: the Worm, and Golic. So you met. No Mike one's Gullick. ever called him Herm the Worm. What up, Herm um, the Worm?
2: Yes. What up, boy? <laughs>
0: The best part about that, if you click on my Twitter profile, click on that picture, I'm sitting there on a stool and Mike Golick is staring at me, probably thinking, wait a second, why are we listening to you talk to this group of high school football players I played in the NFL? Herm's look in that group shot is looking at the crowd like, are you guys listening to this crap?
1: (laughs) I will say, the looks on their faces aren't doing you a lot of David justice for whatever it is that you're saying right now. Golick looks just either disinterested or astonished. And Herm looks like he's plotting his exit from the panel.
0: Then you have a gigantic,
1: uh... and I mean gigantic mannequin football player behind you that looks like it is going to murder you guys. It's Bart Scott. That's Bart Scott. That's exactly right. No, that's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Um, no, yeah. There's an Under Armour All America jersey presentation. And so um, got your Golic I was game obviously right? taking over the discussion because I had a lot of things to say for my I'll take it from Mayor Herman Golic. I got it. All right. So was <laughs> Golic, Golic a good dude? Don't worry about it. Oh,
1: yeah. He, he filled guys in that year. Doritos together or something?
0: He Yeah. Uh, Two bedroom apartment. We, <laughs> Golic and I, uh, he was uh, filled in, uh, I believe. He filled in for Mooch, uh, Steve Mariucci, I think that year or something okay. like that. Um, Filling for him, coaching. Wow. For me, it was Herm. I don't know, but he filled in for that game, so it was fun. No, oh, that's great. And that's a terrible, terrible dismount to the uh, discussion, but um, that Shouts was fun. Shouts out uh, to Golik. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's hard to do. Look, he lasted. He did his name, Twenty-two what? years. Yeah. Yes. Did the thing for the chicken wing. <laughs> Many chicken wings, actually. He ate a lot on the show, he but he did. It, he ate a lot of donuts. It was great. But he did twenty-two years. Incredible. We made it three years. <laughs>
1: I, hey, Golik! I know years. all about the grind. Trust me, you and I we share a common
0: bond. Oh yeah? How long did you last? Three years. <laughs> really? When they when they canceled your show, you didn't stay on. No, went no, to Lincoln. No, changed cities. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I like man. that Gullick well, got the proper that-
1: send-off from the standpoint of, like, it seems like the listeners and the fans, like, he's gotten a lot of love, yeah. you know? and
0: That's great. Yeah, it was cool. I got to see Mike golick Jr. get emotional about his dad on the air. That I just saw really that clip. Cool. I need to see the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, the, the great line was, I got to do what I wanted to do with the man that I wanted to be. Ooh. And I was like, wow. Like, that way, and he got he got choked up and Kelly we were watching that and Kelly said to Cohen that'd be like if you did a radio show with your dad I was like good luck brother (laughs) hey maybe Mac and Cohen will do a show together that's right called the Mac attack featuring Cohen (laughs) chick In a twist of fate, Cohen's the guy who shows up two minutes before the show, and Mac's putting in all the work, and he's complaining to you going, Dad, what's this like? you got to pay it back.
1: you always got to pay it back one way or the other. All right? We're evening out the the universe of Schick and Ba, punctuality and work. Right now it's really tilted one way. (laughs) Sorry for those 4 a.m. wake-up calls, Mac. you got to get to work. Sorry. Step your game up, brother. Uh. Right. Uh, well, this well, this was, was, good. Uh, this was fun. Good this things. was
0: much longer than we anticipated, <laughs> yeah. so we appreciate it. In the words of Bo Pelita, that was a lot longer. <laughs> that <laughs> feels a lot longer. Um, but this uh, this episode, again, uh, email us laugh at chickennick.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, please. We got a lot of good reviews there. and We do appreciate it as we try to grow this uh, local podcast into a extremely local empire. <laughs> this uh, podcast is now over, and... As always, I'm not happy about that.
3: A Parkville Media Production.
1: You are on a panel!